0: Broadcasting from a dark basement office, the FBI's Most Unwanted presents The X-Files Podcast.
1: Come one, come all, come down to the circus. It's The X-Files Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to drag out all those... Shuffling lost souls that had their psyches destroyed in Vietnam, and when I push them around their wheelchairs in their coats that are just a little too big, and remind everyone how fucked up they all are. Hi, Josh. How are you?
0: Hi, buddy. Dun dun, dun 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. Want some like, yeah. fucking Vietnam music, man? Coming yeah. in on this shit.
1: Yeah. So. Here we go. It's a Vietnam picture. We're assassinating generals. We got fucking ghosts. We got Green Beret ghosts. We got Skinner doing a lot of ear talking, really taking charge. And we got the one and only, the inimitable Larry Musser. Larry Musser in the walking house. bad Larry. Walking it back. And uh, here we go. We're here for some X-Files
0: shit. Now, you gave me a little teaser at the very end of our little pre-show conversation. Mm-hmm. What you're missing out. Um, if that's what you want to call it, by not being a part of it. Because we just had a pretty riveting 15-minute uh, conversation that mostly involved um, fetishes. Yeah. Yeah. Josh's propensity to believe
1: I have a foot fetish only be- for the simple reason that I like a d- dirty foot gypsy. But not don't, because I want to fuck her feet. Don't yuck his yum, people. <laughs> <laughs> but um, here's why... Here's here's why I'm going to start this oh, oh. episode with a sound clip. P-
0: pedophile, is there? A, there's a joke here, right? What is that? I'm so what is it? Podiatry, a pot podophile? Oh, I can't do it. No good. No, no, we can workshop it. Something like you know what I mean? It's there's something mm-hmm. there. There's a, there's a joke that's set up with you know pedophile kid fucking, which is not good. And then <laughs> podiatry. Just, just you guys didn't know that po- po- pod pod. I mean, right? Something the foot there's something there we'll come back to it yeah sure sure anyway you did tease a little bit <clears throat> that you might be ruffling some feathers with your thoughts on this episode yeah, it's, so, it's it's a, r- a disgusting overstatement to be w- perfectly frank let's not bury the lead okay unrequited season yeah, 4 nothing episode. like I thought it was
1: going to be about by the way
0: you <laughs> you were hoping for some unrequited love Yep, as I was, which is very wheelhouse for you. Sure. Um, season four, episode sixteen, getting getting on into season four. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think? What did you think? Season four, episode sixteen, and required it. Um, it's
1: not bad. It's not bad. There's Hot some stuff take. I like. There, there's some stuff I like about it, but um, but you know, I don't know. Larry Musser is he supposed to be the bad guy? Um, is his character the bad guy because
0: he's not the bad guy? he's not the bad guy he is the good I, guy I, I, don't think, I don't think we're supposed to like him despite oops, me <laughs> hey real quick X-Files whoopsie <laughs> ah!
1: it, you're playing to the wrong hey you're trying to make the wrong guy uh, you're trying, listen right here here's the moment have a listen <laughs> neighborhood. have a listen you can make this as easy or as hard as you wish say it
0: Larry <laughs> The right hand believes in empowering the individual over a corrupt and corrupting federal government. That's all you need to hear. (laughs) Yeah. Hero of the
1: app. Hey, um, 321 number one, Larry Musser. There's my spoiler. Take that. Yeah. Empowering the individual over the federal government every fucking day of the week.
0: Yeah. Uh, if Mr. Markham were, were to go on about those 2,000 members on his mailing Shut list, up. there is one Westmore, Massachusetts. Uh, going to kill a bunch of people. Shut up. D.L. Martin. <laughs> hmm.
1: Hmm. He signed it as Dot Lewis <laughs> Martin, which is interesting. Very coy. Very coy. We sent which him, is... we, we routinely <laughs> sent him information. <laughs> and, and foot pussies. Mm. Oh yeah, a big foot pussy guy. Same, oh, guy. That's funny. Same, Same guy. guy. Same hey, guy. Hey, did you notice that he? Not only did he get information from the fucking black hand of death, whatever these guys call themselves, he also received. No, we're uh, building yeah, a man. profile. <laughs> right. I like how they pull a stinger missile launcher out of his house, but no. Yeah, oh, dude! I'm, I think that, I'm that way was over. a. T-
0: <laughs> I think that was a Javelin missile. Oh, it was. It was a Javelin. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a guided anti-tank missile.
1: Pretty no state of the art. <laughs> that drops down on the top of a tank, correct? Where
0: the armor is softest? Mm, yep. Top attack. Top, top down. Um, pretty good against um, dudes in pajamas in, uh, in, in, in caves, bunkers. too. Caves. <laughs> oh, yeah. In, in, in uh, clay houses. Pickup Spe- trucks. Speaking of wars, we lost. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> no big whoop here's uh don't uh, if, feel hey don't feel
1: bad alexander the great struggled. <laughs> struggle <understand. laughs>
0: if you if you wanna if we're if we're drawing uh parallels between us and the cast well let me let me go ahead and uh get ready to shave that fucking awful facial hair when i go on a little fucking vengeance spree <laughs> that facial hair is bad yeah that's no, something I, I had it for a summer Everyone had every guy had that for yeah at least one summer. Yep. Because for Mm -hmm. most guys, it's the first part of your facial hair that you can really grow well. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That in the nineties and and the unfortunate uh, part of being alive. It was either snatch face, which Mm. was a
1: goatee, or when the alternative scene kicked off, we went like maybe we had like kind of a beard but trim the mustache way way back yeah or or even just the chin thing with no mustache right yep
0: the chinchilla just to let people know you ain't pussy bro
1: no i don't know what it was for i think it was a i think it was a alternative band thing like uh, lane steely and jerry oh jerry cantrell's in this episode he's that old vietnam vet at the end with the long hair and the goatee that's fucking jerry cantrell
0: are you being serious no, no, it's not really. Oh, oh
1: just, just, <laughs> just, no, sorry. I was like, holy shit, that's wild. Yeah, he's too busy being down in a hole. <laughs> it's the hair. And he had the earring in the right ear, which is good. And his, and I mean, in the correct ear, his left ear, which is great.
0: Yep. It was, it's, he's, he's you know, okay. Heaven forbid. He's okay. You know what is kind of wild <laughs> to think about though? What's that? We are like just, it, it, you put it in perspective. When this episode came out. Yep. They were, what is it, 20, 97? So they're 25 years. We're almost as far from the beginning of the war in Afghanistan as this episode was from the end of the Vietnam War. Actually, closer if you consider, like, the end of the war, like the part that actually happened after we left, Um, not when we left. You know, like Saigon went down in 75. Sure. So... Yeah, that's yeah. wild. It's just weird, like because when when you see, you know, some of these guys that are like, you know, Vietnam veterans and you're like, that guy's like forty, and it's like, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Po- they, had, wild. they were probably really young, to yeah. Be 40 in Vietnam in the nineties, but still. Yep. It was like all those like in the nineties, World War II vets were like old guys, but not like terribly old. Now fucking Vietnam vets are like old ass guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, father time. Undefeated. Yeah. marches on, pal. So,
1: what, what, um, I'm really curious what you think about this fucking episode.
0: Um, it's like, I mean, I love the idea of, uh, killing generals that, sure, probably, you know. Let's talk probably. about the military piece. There was, it
1: looked like there was one legitimate salute.
0: Um, they, yeah.
1: Yeah, like the they're, rest are
0: kind of sloppy. There but were saw, some real one bad ones. You might
1: like when the guy salutes the dude getting into the car after he gets out of the helicopter, and then he comes out of like he goes parade rest kind of, and he comes out of it. The little guy driving, I feel like. Yes. He. I wonder if he was ex-military. You always wonder, like, who are these guys
0: were in the military, and sometimes you can tell. It is annoying because it's like th- those kind of <laughs> things. Yeah, I get it. It Doesn't matter, but like, it's the easiest thing to get right. The sloppy you know? like salute. It's just Sla- like, yeah, uh, yeah. Who the fuck are you? Um. You know. Uh. Yeah. I can't remember, and maybe somebody in the chat can, um, can hit me up, uh, with some, some truth here. Has it come out by this point in the show mm. that Skinner was a Marine Vietnam vet? Because he, the character I so. is, I just, I don't remember when we find out about that. It must that, be because Mulder mentions it casually at the end. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, duh. I'm a fucking yeah. idiot. Yes. Because, it, also annoying, like pet bugaboos. He um he did a couple. He said like ex marine, which marine Soldier. would never say. Yeah, soldiers. Yeah. Whatever. Soldiers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I kind of you know character wise, maybe there could have been aside from that good um a little scene with him and Mulder and that little introspection Skinner has to go through. it really didn't get much of that element, you know, of, of Skinner's mm-hmm. character, like that that role in this, which kind of could have been more interesting. Um, yes, yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, so, like, yeah, that part of it, I think they could have maybe gotten some more juice out of. Mm-hmm. I, I did like the idea that, you know, I guess, you know, the, the bad guy, the the quote-unquote monster of the week is, you know, this, um, what the fuck is his name? Not Markham. Markham is uh Larry Muster. Uh, Tiger. 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 You know, I don't think we, I don't think the episode necessarily wants you to strongly dislike him.
1: No, in fact,
0: I will say this. I think
1: the end of the episode kind of works for me, except for the little explanation at the end. I like the idea of of them shooting, gunning this guy down. And I know we're all over the place, but fuck it. Gunning this guy down, and then it kind of being like, this sucks. Yeah. Like, like him falling out of the car and dying, that's shitty. Like that's a shitty thing to have to kill this guy. Yeah, because he's going on a killing spree. You know, I like, I, I like, I like a show. I like a. Here is what's good about this episode. What's good about this episode is that we watch a man who's clearly tortured, and we don't care for generals anyway because they seem kind of like political scum to us, mm-hmm. who don't really care about anything other than the advancement of their own careers. That's they, how they come off to me. They mostly are. They mostly are.
0: There's <laughs> there's some good that, ones,
1: I'm sure. But then also, the idea of this guy going in a killing spree and that's kind of, you can't just kill people, but we're also like, but we get it. Like these guys are whatever. And then they, the, the very people that this guy, you know, seemingly, so he says, maybe fought for, maybe not, whatever is killed by them. It's like, ah, what a fucking bummer. It's just a bummer, you know? So the end is the bummer kind of works for me where you go, oh man, this, this sucks. This sucks that it went down this way. It's, it's shitty.
0: Yep. It's it's kind of a, mm. we've talked about like bummer episodes before, like unintentional bummer episodes, like the, you know. Careful Symmetry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or the jail thing. Like mm. should that bums us out just because the, the, sure. whatever matter in question. But this is kind of supposed to be a downer, which is, yeah, which is so. cool. And um, BP uh, mentioned four or five times in the chat that he yes, indeed, the whole story comes out in one breath. That's, um. In that episode, Skinner tells the story. Cause that with the, the, the fucking lady in red, you know, the old, old bitch watching him that <laughs> somehow came back to Vietnam. Something going on that. No wait, Is that it? Whatever. Whatever. Yes. He tells the story in one breath. Uh, Skinner does. So it has come out by that point. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. I, I it was almost, <clears throat> it was almost like a bridge too far no uh, military history pun intended about the like, but wait, there's more conspiracy <laughs> behind yes. this mask. There's another conspiracy. <laughs> so like you, you have the daily ex- double, <laughs> Whoa, how much are you going to bet? <laughs> I guess all of it. Yeah. Like the, the right. fact that, okay. So there's these scumbag generals that, and it was cool that it also, he, as a guy going for vengeance, um, it, it was it you know like you said killing spree and i think you meant it kind of offhandedly, but it wasn't really it was he was a this was a very specific targeted yeah. he was going for these three guys yeah. who, these three generals who um were they had just signed off or, or something had come out about these were basically the three guys that uh helped to cover up um yeah he went information fucking, he he went tom Cruise silver fox right? yeah
1: yeah. He's like, I got a mission. I'm gonna hit each one of these guys today. Yep. Or over the next couple of days.
0: Right. So but then like Mulder's and again it's not proven, but you know, it's Mulder, so unfortunately his dumb hunches are always right. Sure. Ha- has this thing that, well, the government actually knows that Tiger is back and has this power and is going to kill these generals and they're intentionally trying to let him get away with it. And that's why they assigned this to Skinner. And it was that's a like, lot. That's that, a lot. That's a bit, it's a bit like, that's like, like unnecessary convolution that yes, like the, the government's already bad guy here. Okay. Correct. Like show has accomplished that. There's already kind of like a shitty message of like, yeah, they, there were general or these generals were aware and, and or involved in American POWs being left and Vietnam. Vietnamese allies being fucking abandoned, whatever. Then to, like, add this, like, additional thing on top of it was um a little stretchy. Yeah, it's not completely necessary, is it?
1: Yeah. It's good enough. It's, you know, this is this is why First Blood is such a brilliant picture because it's about a guy that the world has kind of left behind, mm. right? That, that, yep. that, that, that the world has said, we don't want to acknowledge that this happened. And insofar in doing that, we're not going to acknowledge the people who got brutalized by this thing. And all of the fallout that happens as a result of it. Oh, and by the way, if you try to eat in this town, I'm going to make your life fucking miserable. <laughs> yeah, right. So it, that that is a premise that on paper you go, eh. But if you give me a chance to pitch it, you're in. You're gonna you're gonna want to know more and mm-hmm. and how it's tragic and how it ends and how it gets violent, abs absolutely violent in a way that is just not intended. And how you know it's not my fault, <laughs> right? It's not it. it did your and, first and part. then you're like now you gotta go you we're, you're going to jail man like it's shitty because you, this cop had an axe to grind with you because you're a vet and he was a korean vet and he didn't like you very much you know yep. it's like that's all you need you don't have to get too conspiratorial you you could have so so here's the scene that really works for me right after they go see our guy our, our mr bad larry we have this really touching moment at the vietnam memorial
0: uh with mrs davenport
1: yes mrs Davenport, that wall is just insane by the way i've I've never seen it in person yet, but I would like to um just looking at a stretch into the infinitum as he's yeah. standing there with her on some of these wide shots, but him going there and saying, "I'm restoring the honor like so I do like that part of this that's a great I, part i I think we're putting a lot of pressure on this woman to carry the scene and i almost I, I almost feel like if he was it would have been cool to see him get a little emotional about it because it instantly—if he cracked and had tears in his eyes, and then she looked, she looked up, and he had like a wiped the tear off his face, and she looked up again, and he was gone. We would be like, "This poor fuck." Yeah, he's almost you know? like too stoic. He's a little too stoic. I yeah. think if they soften him a little in this moment, we would go, "Man, this is fucking sad. Like, this is such a fucking bummer." Because we do feel bad for this woman, but much, much like you know, Khadisha, I'm like, I don't know her, but but the scene is. The scene is staged in a way where I feel it a little more, my God, like, oh, this is rough, all the names behind her, and yeah this this fucking dude standing in front of her and him saying, "Hey, and him giving her the tags and then just gone, and she's like overwhelmed and and later, when she you know she has that fucking you know what's that what's that really not douchey at all movie it's super super good, Pearl Harbor, she now has that to think about like oh is my is my husband still alive i've remarried i 've gone on with my life, it's been twenty fucking years, you know like
0: yeah, that's a shitty bummer, dude.
1: That's fucking wild. That a bummer. It's a uh, fucking bummer. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But that is um, the scene. Really works. It helps. And if he would have been a little bit more broken up about it, I think people, I think your average viewer might have been like, "Man, this is really shitty to see him just fall out of the shadow of the car, knowing he'd been hit." And that yeah. was that. He was that was a wrap for
0: him. It, if know? he was a little less Terminator-like, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. That, okay. That's the thing. He's kind of like that. Like, it's a very Hollywood depiction of, of a soldier. I'm a soldier. Yes. You know, I'm th- a th- soldier. Um, and kind of same thing when he has the interaction with um with the dude from Stone Temple Pilots there at the end. Um, <laughs> And he gives them that list of names. Like, fuck, these guys are still there. No you shit. Know? And, and, and it's, you know, maybe less.
1: Pa- I mean, fuck, the, two, the two of them are like two guys away from MTV Unplugged CD. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They're, clo- they're close <laughs> these two. <laughs> um, Cantrell, Cantrell is on the get, and this guy's probably a singer, just sitting there with his turtleneck on to hide the track marks, fucking Lane Stanley,
0: <laughs> Stanley style. <laughs> I can never say um, his name right. But yeah, if he, if he showed a, a bit of emotion in any way, those scenes sure. could could be even more like impactful, I think to carry. And, and uh, you know Mulder's solid this week because
1: Mulder's like, man, this is fucking like here's what I like about Mulder because we've been beating up on him a lot. I like when Mulder is like, man, fuck this. This is wrong. Like like his instinct is this is fucking wrong, right? And he doesn't uh, like that. Right? More like you're like what's what's going on behind it? Yeah, like he's yes. like this is fucked up. That these guys are getting a raw deal and this sucks. Like yep. I like that he I like like that's the part of Mulder that is is great, right? That 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 doggedness as it were (laughs) to want to, to want to sort of right the wrong, to take, to take the choice that he believed to, to do the right thing in his mind, to follow his own personal morality. And even though it makes him sometimes neglectful or foolish or unintentionally whimsical, but, but that passion also at the same time is what makes us go. Yeah, man, like he knows this is, he knows this guy got a raw fucking deal. Yeah. And, and Scully does too, but Scully's more like, yeah, but sorry, you know, like it, it. I don't know. It's it's a cool flip because she's a lot of times caring, and
0: I don't know. I, I yeah, Mulder, Mulder did it for me this week. I guess that, is what I'm I talking, so. I think that's a fair statement. And and Scully is more in the line of like, well, he's committing crimes, and our job yes. is to stop these crimes, absolutely. <clears throat> and Mulder, yeah. yeah, Mulder tends to have empathy for these kind of characters, you know, sure.
1: And, 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 and even though in, in in for him it's like it's almost like the chaotic good like drink where he's like yeah I know what the fuck them is, <laughs> off, scully but like I'm trying to tell you what's good here
0: right it's very right. Robin Hood like yes yeah it's
1: wrong to steal
0: but also fuck off you know? right right yeah um, yeah and that and that and it totally pays off when he kind of throws it in in Skinner's face and and yeah, Skinner has yeah, to probably. really kind of fucking. Work through that in his mind. Sure, right. Sure. What what about the man in question? What about
1: this um, Tegan? Is it Teger Teger Teager. What about Teager As let about what his,
0: Is I'm the only one? Yes, I'm the only one. Tigger. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about um? What about him as a monster? Like, let's talk. Let's get. Let's let's go nerdy. Let's, Let's talk powers. about Monster. Let's talk about Powers. Let's talk about what exactly he is. Here's what he is to me. If you are interested in, in any kind of role-playing stuff, number one, you should check out the Nasty Graham podcast. It's something
0: that,
1: uh, <laughs> that Josh has started. It's a bunch of grown men pretending they're, not, they're more interesting people than they are in real life.
0: Mm-hmm. And they
1: throw dice and they do scenarios. They're, they're, they're like cool
0: adjacent, yep.
1: essentially, is what they are.
0: It's, um, it's a bunch of grown sh- men, some of whom the highlight of their week is being in a room with these other grown men pretending to be other people. In pretend scenarios. Mm-hmm. It's, really, it's really fascinating. Yep. I highly recommend it,
1: number one. Number two, yes. It's called Nasty Graham. You should check it out. Why? Because we're going to talk invisibility as a power and how fucking broken it is. Mm. Greater invisibility is, a, is the game-changingest thing ever. Yes. You can attack people while invisible. That's really something. That's a real bitch to deal with.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to see your nerd cred and I'm going to, I'm going to raise you, uh, basement dweller status and say that I actually think a better comparison than invisibility in D and D would be the obfuscate, uh, discipline in Vampire in, of the in Masquerade. Yep. Because he is not actually turning invisible as we've seen from like, like, Ah, he's not like, bending light around him. He's playing mind games. Yes. yes, he's he's affecting the the viewer. Is how this works versus actually Which is why he's captured on video. You're right. Correct. Which is yes, maybe that's better,
1: yeah. It's a better way to say it.
0: Maybe yeah. one of my least favorite shots of the episode is when they actually show him like bird of prey out of the fucking crowd. Oh yeah, a bird the shimmer, the shimmer. of prey. <laughs> yeah, he... <when laughs> When he cloaks, basically. yeah,
1: No way. They won't believe us. Um, yeah. When he cloaks. Yeah. He cloaks, the, he cloaks himself instantly. Yeah. Obfuscate's a better way to say it. I like that. Yeah. Right. And, and, and so, so, so listen to this. Do you know that you can get your, do you know that these, these ancient elders in, in the vampire, the masquerade, that they could get, there was people who could master it so high that they could enact the power and you would literally forget they existed. Oh shit. Like you can how cool interact with potential them. That has. Yes. Oh, cool. You could interact with them. They could engage the power. I mean, we're talking antediluvians. We're talking like the grandson of Cain, like that, that old, like thousands,
0: 2000 dude, you, Better go easy. The
1: girls are getting real hot and yeah. heavy in hey, the chat. If you guys got to take a little clothing off and, and do what you got to do while we're talking. I get it. But dude, and it, and, and it would erase traces of your existence. If anybody wrote about you, if there were videotapes
0: gone, Wow. It's fucking rad. Hot and heavy. Don't sometimes you just want to use it? Just disappear from the world, bro.
1: <laughs> it's the most emo power ever,
0: really. Yeah. So, like, the that... Conceptually, that ability is so fucking cool to so me. So fucking cool. Like, it, it is cooler, I think, portrayed in the way that it is in the show than actual invisibility. That it is... He's somehow affecting the viewer. Like, the viewer's... Mind or perception or whatever it is, yeah. But it gets like a little. I don't know. There's a couple inconsistent. Of, <clears throat>
1: inconsistent. Yeah,
0: because when you really think about it, when he's like, you know, oh, you can't see him if you look right at him. It's like, well, then that doesn't really work. Like, yeah, are they trying to paint this off like the Green Berets have this magic power. Like, is this a? <laughs> well, when they brought it up, like, you know, when the funniest thing is when Mulder's like, well, as his you know quote unquote evidence is. When he says something like, there, there's there been multiple reports um of of soldiers in Vietnam saying that Viet Cong appeared to, like, you know, <laughs> appear, disappear. And it's like, I think that's called um hiding or an ambush. So too. <laughs> or, ambush. <laughs> or camouflage. <laughs> but, hey, good excuse for losing. It's not. Yeah. No, no, you don't get it. They were was, they could uh, fucking turn I, invisible, man.
1: I was watching a fucking. Uh, I was watching that doc on Netflix. It's like a six-parter Vietnam doc. It's pretty sick. And they're interviewing all these old. Oh, from
0: uh, the. Uh, what's his name? Um,
1: yeah, the VC. they were interviewing some of these VC guys. Yeah, today, dude. And he's like, they were just so big and slow. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he wasn't even trying to be insulting. He was just like, they were so slow in the jungle. It was just so easy to move around them. I, I am a
0: like, fi- I am a five foot three. Vietnamese yeah. man that weighs 125 pounds who's lived like on my feet my entire life. And yeah. here's this fucking cornfred I Iowa boy carrying <laughs> fucking 60 pounds of gear on his fucking 210 pound frame. No shit. Walking through the fucking jungle for the first time. Yeah. These fucking VC moves like the fucking wind. Like the <laughs> wind. <laughs> all All that weight
1: is in quads and sturdy calves. Mm. You know, like,
0: Worthy fucking adversary, dude. Man in the black pajamas. Man
1: in the black pajamas. No. But, uh, yeah, but like, yeah, good call on the obfuscation, a hundred percent. So,
0: um, that is that is cool, right? But what's actually going on? is is that why Mrs. Davenport her fucking eye starts bleeding? Because that's kind of weird. This is called throw something in there to <laughs> give us a
1: misdirect. Oh, Oh, was that a red herring? Does it seem like filler?
0: It it felt like filler, or they just needed uh, they Mulder's insane theories and his reports of Viet Viet Cong uh, appearing or disappearing. um, Over the dispatch, wasn't wasn't selling people enough, and I Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like it was meant to give like a token, lead us into a path of of a token of quote unquote evidence. Right, sure. And, they, and it's tied back to such nonsense. Like,
1: maybe he learned something in his 25 years as a prisoner? Was that the words he yeah, said? That
0: he learned it from the Viet Cong, from his captors. Yeah. They, they taught him the fucking— How to hide while he's in a cage? Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, you, it you sounds didn't...
1: like a martial arts movie. Like, <laughs> you have been worthy. Now we bring you here and teach you, like, okay. That's some ninja shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the fucking last samurai. <laughs> you know, you show defiance in the muddy rain scene, and then they you gain their respect, and then they teach you how to be a samurai, right? Yeah. Um, or, to, or to disappear in plain
0: sight, as it were. T- yeah, hide in plain sight. Um, you know what episode I want to watch? Watch. The one where fucking Larry Muster and his boys go Let's fucking, fucking, it. go in there and get our boys out. Let's yeah. see that fucking Rambo sequel. Starring How? Larry Musser what? is uh, Markham
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah. We're... <laughs> <laughs> they show up. <laughs> they show with bandana and fucking black face paint on. He's like We're not a SEAL team. We're a team that believes in the individual over the government. <laughs> We're here to get you out. <laughs>
0: A really long-winded, like, Navy SEALs moment. Every every kill, they say something like, this has nothing to do with the the colonial (laughs) practices of the American government. This is all about individual loyalty. This is not your money. This is the federal government's money. It is insured. (laughs) Do not
1: be a hero. (laughs) Every Uh,
0: fucking time. Yeah, it's like that Dennis Leary bit when we talked about Vietnam. You make a movie? Not this time, oh, pal. <laughs> not this time, pal. Yeah, they show up in like the nineties. <laughs> what the fuck? <clears> Thought oh, we were over this. Yeah. Um, you know, and actually so speaking once again of our boy Larry Musser. And, and if you never got to listen to, um, our, our little interview with Mr. Larry Musser, credit to Mikey Marinara, uh, in the chat. Um, we had a very cool conversation with him. That's still in the feed, obviously. Um, it's a while back now, right? Yeah, yep. it's been a while. Man. Yeah. Um, I remember, you know, we because we talked about the different. Um, we did that af- after Jose Chung's, because that's mm-hmm. like one of one of his most memorable appearances in yep. the show. But he has a lot of good ones. Um, but I remember, like, you know, the, talking about all the different episodes he was in, and it, you know, now like I'm I'm kind of thinking of it and we might've discussed this before, but if you Dean were to have the opportunity to be an actor, I think actually this has been a literal listener question um, on the X-Files. What kind of character do you think you'd have the most fun playing a villain without question? Yeah. Some kind of foul tempter. Okay. Yeah. You can want mm-hmm. to go like vampire kind of something weird s- like that. It, something you know, maybe, yeah. maybe some kind of weird mind thing. Yeah. Not that fat sucker vampire
1: though. Yeah, probably less fat sucker.
0: Mm.
1: But, yeah, something, yeah, for sure. I think that would be, we, I, mean, I feel like we've discussed this. Yeah, but, yeah. I think we both did villain. Yeah, somebody, somebody turning people against each other.
0: I don't know, some kind of weird comic relief sidekick kind of thing would be fun too yeah, that would be super fun i don't know if i'd have the chops for that i wouldn't have the chops
1: for anything have you ever need like, yeah well that's to be clear but but it's easier to say less and just kind of be like creepy in the corner right <laughs> <laughs> i have to say if you put the spotlight on me and you're like no right. dance for me boy which is might, which is stumble
0: <laughs> which is why when you're 23 you think like that's a move to get girls yeah. Before you realize, like, actually having a personality or confidence is good too. Yeah, but, but it helps. Um, you know what's funny, man? Uh, quick uh, aside to an aside. Um, oh, I know what I would be. There would be a strange collection of killings with missing feet. <laughs> 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 Another foot has shown up with a hole drilled in it, and it's filled with. Um, I, like, again, I don't think I actually have any acting ability, but it's like, you know, we're role players. We feel like. Well, we can sit around a table and like do a a decent job, like playing a character. I was in drama in high school. All right. Fucking whatever. No, no big whoop. One time I helped a buddy of mine, uh, buddy Charlie, who wanted to be like a, like a director, writer, screenwriter, Kevin Smith kind of, kind of thing. Um, and like he shot actually like a couple full length films. Obviously, like literally zero budget. And uh, he had me in one of them, dude. The, I don't know what it was. You know, I played like a bit part. It felt so much harder to s- seem or sound authentic being filmed. I don't know what it was. Yeah. I don't know, but because you're immediately because expo- you're immediately exposed. Yeah, it, I will say if anybody's ever thought like you know you watch a bad actor and you're like that guy sucks like in part of you in your in your mind you're like I could do better than that. Mm-hmm. probably not probably yeah, not for sure it's it's definitely fucking a lot uh a lot trickier yeah hot hot acting takes from josh on the x podcast all right he he did a play once he's got this get us back get us back then the notorious foot fucker is terrorizing the eastern seaboard <laughs> <laughs> oh good
1: chat today what about uh what about all the all the fruit salad on these guys
0: like oh them? Uh, Lots, I th- a, lot most of, of, a lot of danglings. Most of How'd it looked think? legit. Uh, the Marine legit, one right. is the only one that I like. I can look at and, and pick up most of that General Block. He was trying to intimidate my guy. My guy wasn't having it. Oh, did, yeah.
1: That's one way of looking at it. <laughs> Musser's so good in this because he's so calm. Musser, Musser's role, Musser's performance in this is, is as if I know the secret. Like, he's so calm he's got a confidence to him in this role, which is just like, I'm really secure in my conviction and I can't help you with your problems and what you were thinking. Right? Yeah. And I'm just going to ride this out and be calm and not say the wrong thing. It's cool. I don't know. There's something, there's a quiet confidence to him that really is, is, just, it's just cool.
0: Yep. Which is kind of like a disservice to, you know, and, and I get, he's not the main character of the episode, but a significant character in it. Kind of a disservice to the character when at the, at the end, Mulder talks about, like, oh, they must have gotten to him, too. Like, you're not getting yeah. to that guy.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Come on. Please. He turned the fucking roddies on when you came into his property. Was- <laughs> yes. I love when he's like, uh it's unlocked. <laughs> mm-hmm. He doesn't say you can come in. He doesn't say enter. Oh, it's unlocked. They walk in. The fucking Rottweilers go after him. That was good. It walks out with a fucking pistol on his hip. The true hero of the episode, obviously. Clearly. Yeah. Um, well,
1: I don't know. What else we going to talk about on this one? Well, just some of the scenes and some of the, I think, some of the assassination stuff is cool.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I love so, the calling card. Parade, the parade's
1: really cool. Like, that's a legit parade. That's legit musicians playing what you're actually seeing them play. Yep. When they're just, when they're sitting there and they're marching in place and he's standing yeah. on a fucking grassy knoll. Right? That, that,
0: very, very much the, the grassy knoll. grassy knoll, man.
1: <gasps> chilling um Dallas and I like that little tunnel where all the jeeps are lined up and yep and they're getting ready to roll out and of course the feds run in I what what, what do you think of the relationship between the federal agents and the generals like I'm calling you I'm telling you what's what I'm coming to you it seemed very much like yeah, um, I don't know that that felt kind of authentic but I don't really know I don't know if they would listen to a federal agent saying hey I'm a special agent
0: here's the deal yeah, I think you know, so. Yeah, and, it was pretty, that was pretty cool, you know? But it also seemed believable to me when General Block basically just kind of said, like, Fuck your off. job is to fucking provide security, so go do it. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. just, I could definitely see a General just kind of reacting in that way when push came to shove. Um, but uh, what did you think of kind of as a story writing or, or mm. I, don't, I don't know what you want to call it... Um, you, the the element of starting with that scene and then jumping and back and it. ending with it, and there's I'm a bookend a, fan. Is that what you would call it, bookend?
1: Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think it's fair to say it's a bookend because it, we're starting where we ended, and I liked it. There were moments, though. I, I will say this: in the opening incident when they're doing it, I just felt like if I really wanted to do this the right way, like if I really wanted to parody this. It would just be a series of super fast cuts. Have you got him? No. Where is he? Sector three? No. Four? <laughs> Sector one? Sector two? Five? No. Abort. No. Turn. He's here. <laughs> no. Nope. Back. I was like, it, it, got, it, was, a, it was a lot. And yeah. I feel like they maybe went a little too far with it. And at the end of the scene in the bookend, they almost felt like they were parroting the first scene by doing it the same exact fucking way. To a point where I reach up and I grabbed my mouse, and I was like, I, "I, didn't nod off, right? Did I? Like, did I hit the <laughs> space bar and drag the playhead back? It was, it was almost too much of a cloned copy, but conceptually, I like this idea of a bookend ending where we begin. There's something strong about that from a storytelling standpoint. Just bringing it back in, I think you can, I think you can do something interesting with that. But no, yeah, it, it would
0: maybe it would have been cooler if it was like a different perspective when they came back. Yeah. Right, I like maybe.
1: that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's actually a good call.
0: You know, the, the first time we got it from that perspective, maybe we get just Skinner's <laughs> perspective or or, or his perspective. Yeah. Which, actually, you know what?
1: That's better. Yeah. Wouldn't that be that's cool better.
0: to to see yeah. like, you know, get make it clear that you're getting his POV and then have like an agent, like eyes pass like right over the camera and clearly like not walk with them and like move right by. That would be fucking like, Kind of cool shot. Like imagine that, sure. just like a long tracking shot, and you see these agents running at, at at him at the camera with with guns drawn, and then just sort of like missing it and and moving past as as the camera takes like a slight step to the side and like just kind of you could roll to- that into the whole
1: ending. You could have the you could have uh you could have the killer's POV in the car, mm. and you could see the flashes from the you could see the muzzle oh. flashes outside the car, and us be unsure. Yep. And then you could pivot. You could pivot that shot back outside where he falls out of the shadows of the open door, which I think is a the, probably the shot of the fucking episode.
0: Um, when when he falls out,
1: yeah, yeah, that like, was cool because the door is open and you don't
0: see him, and you're like, "Fuck." Yep, and, and then it, he falls out. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a great shot to kind of play off the whole motif of 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 this guy. Sure, sure. Um, so here's another question for for you about this episode. What do you Think of the title. What is the title? Unrequited. Oh, right. (laughs) Um, And I I have to be honest. I actually looked up the definition of the word because I think the only time I've ever unrewarded or something. Yeah, I've ever used that term is unrequited love, which you know I I I know what that means, but I just want to kind of confirm it. Not given, rewarded, or felt in return. Unanswered, not returned, not reciprocated, not repaid, not returned. Makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, as much as I, as much as, as
1: much as that term is distinctly applied to romance, is it, in, in terms of storytelling, for the most part, um, it makes sense. The literal definition makes sense insofar as there is a lot of unrequitedness here because, because this guy is his whole existence is unrequited. Like, who's who's crying for him? You know, like, okay, it's do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Almost like. Except Mulder. Mulder's like, this poor fuck, like, this sucks. Okay. And these generals are like, fuck this guy. Like, the fucking generals are saying, fuck this guy. This guy, like, did shit for you. Like, yeah. And and, and that's the unrequitedness to me, as far as
0: I can see. Okay. Because I got to be honest, I was like, I don't really know if I get where the unrequited element comes from. Yeah, I think him. But But yeah, that makes sense now. Sure. Sure. Sure thing. So, whatever, sure, whatever you say, pal. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Cool story. Nice.
1: Hey, Great. Something's going to stick to the wall. Keep throwing. <laughs> throwing. Um, yeah. 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 Do you well, like the moments where they're pointing their guns at crowds? People? Oh, dude. How? <laughs> <laughs> Can if, you imagine a bunch of people in black coats pointing guns into throngs
0: of people? Because I think that's what they train you to do. Is if you don't yeah, see your suspect, just just go ahead and like a garden hose, just sweep that muzzle back and forth <laughs> along the crowd. You know, <laughs> uh-huh. he's probably in there somewhere. <laughs> what else are you can do? Point it down when, you know, in a safe direction when you don't have a clear target. Just keep flagging him. Yeah. If, if you had a dollar for every civilian that Scotty flags in this episode, <laughs> um, you, you'd have a pretty penny. So what's funny about that is that
1: I would just, Nathan and I just covered an ex, uh, 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 whatever. And there's this moment where there's literally a character pointing a phaser rifle at another character. And you think, okay, this is just a mistake. And then the show has the audacity to address it by saying, oh, no, it's fine. The safety's on. (laughs) (laughs) It's so patently stupid.
0: (laughs) It's uh, so
1: patently stupid, mm. but no, I thought of that episode while talking about while while watching this one because I was like, wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait. It's, wait. Like, it's like when you it's like when you watch a cop movie and they're ripping shots at a guy on foot as he's running towards the crowd. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. we
0: kill anyone here? Well, <laughs> yeah. It's just running. Yeah, you love do what it. You got to do right. Let's um. Like, here's a got a few people. Mention this in the chat. We haven't done this for a long time. A little tack talk. Trainee Martin. <laughs> um Where's my mouse? What did you think about uh from a tactical perspective? No, the, supposed to be sarcastic here. The I think that's how we usually did it. <laughs> okay. I, I, I can remember uh, how we did it. Uh how uh the agents had their Ugh, uh, playing to the crowd net, Shut up, chat net set up. <laughs> <laughs> their what set up? <laughs> the their net their their positions so you're going to have this speech Wait, what scene are we talking about? the the final scene oh oh i know what i would do yeah that's easy okay oh,
1: absolutely here's what i would do just mount machine I guns would-
0: and sweep them
1: over the crowd <laughs> <laughs> i'm thinking flame units <laughs> just to <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking flame units just to chase him away. Here's what you do. You take a flame unit and you get four men with giant masks on and you just <laughs> up above everyone's heads and then you you chase him out.
0: Right? yeah, you know what no, that's no. an excellent observation I'm going to put you in for a tactical accommodation for that. What about the okay, fine, fine, sir. What if we do this?
1: What if we just bury all of our foot agents deep in the throngs of crowds with zero eyeballs on the greater crowd in question? Because nothing says tactical awareness like getting jostled about in a fucking
0: pit. Right. What's position three? I don't know. Somewhere buried in this part of the crowd. Okay. What's position two? Uh, buried in that part of the crowd. Um, well, I like, everyone in the crowd? Yeah. They're all in the crowd. Take off, nuke the whole side from more orbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you it's know, a good point about the flamer, though. I mean, let's say yeah. he, let's say he got guns. He's invisible. How are you going to know if you hit him? Well, if you light somebody invisible on fire, uh, there you oh, go. No, 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 no. I have an idea. Okay, just to play it safe, we
1: get one guy who just rips gasoline through a fire hose into the whole crowd. Just douses.
0: I like everyone. it. I like it. Napalm, and, then- and it's at the Ooh. Vietnam Memorial. Bring it. Bring it back. Bring it around. Smell it! It smells like victory. <laughs>
1: I love it that's the move flame units over their heads just to send a message
0: Mm, I like that yep yep we got them you could disperse the crowd with flash grenades (laughs) yeah it also (laughs) seems like maybe you could actually run the crowd through security since it's a no it's a fixed site you know (laughs) like it's you could account for everyone inside the actual borders of the actual (coughs) event site I think there was literally fences so maybe check people coming in Although, I yeah. guess with his fucking superpowers, you wouldn't have found him. I don't know. That's um, true. But- or, how about this? You already know he's on camera. So, have a checkpoint with a camera at it and the fucking TV right there and just mm-hmm. watch it. You could do that. Yeah. Well, he no longer a prisoner of scopes. Yeah. I think probably the worst element of the episode is probably their explanation of, of the X file. Now, now that we have come full breast on things. Yeah. What'd you say? I'm sorry. Something about the, what of the X file? <laughs> like, okay. like how they explain or the explaining of it. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know. It, theorizing, I guess would be a better term. Mm-hmm. Back to the VC, back to the VC. <clears throat> that would be fucking sweet though. Um, What's that? if you had fucking, um, little insurgents that, that, had uh, obfuscate. You don't want to talk about fucking turning the tables? Oof, big time. No good. Big time. The crowd. The crowd is
1: the the crowd. They're a, they're a mess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Chris Carr is like get every schlep there is. This <laughs> is a sh- these Vietnam vets, real schleppy group. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, God damn. There's not one clean cut businessman in there who started a fucking company like a bunch of them did. You know like None of these guys. They're all schleppy
0: boys. Yeah. They're like, we want everybody to look like a, a fucking ex-hippie, basically. Yeah.
1: Everyone's wearing green with their medals on their chest. There's not one guy in there like, hey. Check out this coffee business I started. Like they all do on fucking podcasts. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. the guys that came back from Iraq and Afghanistan—they all sell T-shirts and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: um. Well, let's uh, let's get right down to it. Where does um as far as the the classic X Files ranking? Uh, what does this episode come out to for you? I like it. Yeah, yeah it's like a like it. it's a like. I like it. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to um the way it opened. I was
1: like, this is corny. Like, the mm. opening scene, I was like, it it, it was like a parody of Mission Impossible to me. <laughs> dun, but then dun. it settled down, and, and, and I enjoyed what I saw. There's enough of, and there's enough kind of like, oh, what a fucking bummer in it for me to like it. Yeah. Like if, you know what I'm saying?
0: Really love a downer. I do. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, Didn't get, uh, didn't get overwhelmed with the, Listener oh, right, response right. on Facebook. Okay. I'm a little slow on that. Today. Didn't didn't drown in it. Let's just say, all right. In, f- <laughs> in, f- in fairness, all right. You guys have all been busy. I get it. Sure, sure, sure. Yep. No no time to to post on the old page of your favorite X Files podcast. So yeah, that's we're, fine. We're
1: sorry we only gave you two weeks, but
0: yeah, no worries. Sorry we don't you know do this for you. Just selfless <laughs> selfless giving. You know. Just sure. endlessly, endlessly. Um, three comments. I see them. So, um, About two and a half. I'm going to, two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can probably get them all. I'm going to go with Monica because okay. she is not in the chat. Um, so, give her thoughts. Uh, can't make life th- show. Drop some of my thoughts here on Facebook. The relevance of some of the themes to today's current political pli- climate aside. Unrecruited is not a great episode and rather forgettable for me. However, there are some good ideas. I wish they explored further. This would have been a perfect opportunity to give us a real mm-hmm. Skinner centered episode with a deep dive into his character. Seeing Skinner's perspective would have made this app more impactful and, and intriguing. Could have done for Skinner what Musings did for CSM or what Kitten tried to do for Skinner in, um season uh, 11. That's the one with the psychedelic, the, shit, the fat yeah. kid from six Sense. Um, Oh, right. The Vietnam War was still a Dragged huge... Dragged him out of the coffin. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Do me a favor. Get down off the table. Put the rope away. <laughs> We're going to need you. How many fucking cheeseburgers did that fucking six Mother. cents paycheck write? Fuck, fuck um, the Vietnam War was still a huge influence on media and art in the 90s and a very much a part of the cultural zeitgeist, the public was beginning to truly understand the long term psychological effects of the war on vets, not to mention the hostile and neglectful treatment they received throughout. While Tigers' invisibility power was a bit on the nose, it is still a good idea. Ooh, one- pause. Mm-hmm. Holy
1: fucking shit. That is a great fucking metaphor, Monica. Yeah. His is on the nose. That's a really great point. Yes, they're unseen. These men are unseen. They're ignored. That's a great fucking catch. Well yeah. done, Monica. Everything here is better than what we just did
0: for the last hour. Clearly. Well, that's nothing new. That particular piece is really good. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, Tigger's visited power bit on the nose It is still a good idea and one that could have been explored more where his power is a physical manifestation of his emotional physiological state, or psychological mm. state. Scully could have been all over that. This episode is filled with potential. Ultimately, it ends up feeling flat and uninspired. You know, maybe um, maybe Unseen is an episode title that I would have liked a lot more than Unrequited. Okay. You know, it's really a very- Go for the triple on the nose. It's a very, very obvious, <laughs> um, but- I got you, I got you. But Unrequited, the, I don't know, it's a little bit of a stretch for me. Fair enough.
1: It's a, is it a bit too poetic for you kinda
0: it, kinda yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Well, that makes sense that makes sense that's fair I think that's a fair criticism um what do you got invisible fuck you
0: can't no seams <laughs> no seams
1: utterly <laughs> forgotten and cast away <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a bit
1: mouthy <laughs> 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 fuck boy Really paints a picture for yeah. it, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh. Good comment, Monica. Mikey Angeleri. Mikey says, another semi-revenge from the style episode, but I actually get a lot of enjoyment out of this one. There's always a dark story to be told about the Vietnam War, so the X-Files taking a stab at it again after Sleepless is welcome. I love the idea, an enemy who can manipulate the visual cortex somehow and attack you unseen while you're staring at them. It brings a new element to stealth that I find fascinating as a concept. Also, Mulder recounting reading stories of vanishing Vietnamese fighters adds a supernatural element to an actual event, which is always interesting to me. You know what? That's a great point. That's very White Wolf. Mm. Gotta shout out my man, Larry Musser, who gives a dark performance. Or a brilliantly light and refreshing one, that's me editorializing, as <laughs> Denny Markham.
0: <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> and a quick one you from I'd, the birthday girl, I'd. Carmelita. Ah. John, John Rainbow and Nathaniel Tiger could be best friends in some alternate shared universe. And for that reason alone, this episode is a solid like. Mm, that's, yeah, that's and both of them great. just bummers to hang out with, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like... Do we really have to talk about the oh, gold standard he's again? Bringing up can the get, war again? I get, I get, 10 get minutes it. About? <laughs> can I get 10 minutes without you telling me to buy silver? Just 10. <laughs> uh, yes, you have mentioned that the National Reserve is not a federal. <laughs> yes, I, I understand. understand I, I understand fiat currency, but can we just get a cheeseburger <laughs> and talk about the Red Sox? <laughs> no, oh, okay. This is important. <sighs> okay. Yeah. No, go ahead, John. What part of Vietnam does this remind you of? <laughs> oh, fuck. Be damned. All right. So, uh, what do we got? An episode? The fucking, oh boy. Following my, uh, my talk of the, um, the episode title, fucking zinger of the week from Carolyn, uh, in the chat, save unrequited for Pendrel. Oof. Ooh, she fucking ice queen that is a fucking that's, savage that's, savage drop. Boom. Elbows. Mm. Um three stars. You already kind of <laughs> put yours out there.
1: <laughs> three stars. This is easy. Okay. Oh, we Remember, didn't talk about Marita. Yeah, hi Marita. Hi Marita. You're gorgeous. Yep. She's a pretty lady. She's a fantastic-looking lady.
0: Yeah, um, what, what was that was that part uh, of the un-
1: unnecessary. Un- yeah, unnecessary. Totally, right? un- unnecessary. Yeah, totally, right? Unnecessary. Yes. Anyway. Because we're because we're making it bigger bigger and bigger. And, and, and more. Talents. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: right,
1: what's um, inside the conspiracy?
0: It's another conspiracy.
1: <laughs> ring, ding, ding 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 ding. Uh-uh. Oh my god, I'll bet it all on conspiracy. Okay, so number three. Um <sighs> number three for me will be. Boy, I thought you had this in the bag. All right. Sorry. No, I thought I did too. Now I'm thinking. Uh, number three, uh, Mitch Pelegi is Skinner. Um, he is not used at the way he should be, as Monica pointed out, but he does do a good job of being a man caught in a difficult situation where he's trying to protect people using the resources he can, and Pelegi's frustration is apparent. And I think that's a good job out of him. And he's also kind of yelly and like, let's fucking go. And here's the op. When he does the, here's the op, we don't get to see him planning ops. Yeah. So that was cool. I'm going to give, I'm going to give it to him on that. So that's three. Number two for me is going to be, he's going to be Larry Musser. I know I said he's one, but he's not. Um, it's a tiny, tiny role. I have a soft spot for the character, but I always like Larry. And, and it's such a contrast from his other character. It is. He just has this quiet, con- like what a, what a, what a what a man of different hats. Like what an ability to sort of transform into this guy. Yeah. Um, that's without a, and you know what? Without a fucking overacting.
0: He doesn't it's overact. Super this. Yeah, just, dude. He just,
1: he just he just he just lays back in the water on this one. Yeah. And I like that. And number one's gonna be David Duchovny. And I don't think I've given him one him. I don't you can check the last time, if ever I gave it to him. David DeCovney is number one this week for me because he's Duchovny wears a face that says this fucking sucks the whole time. And I mean that in a good way. Mm. Like he knows this fucking, he knows that, that Tiger got a raw deal and he's, and he's trying to make the right thing stick and his face does a good job of it. And he's, you know, he's, I don't know. Mulder's plight for Tiger worked for me. And I think that's because Duchovny did a good job this week. So there you go. Three, two, one.
0: I like it. I um, I'm pretty much right there. I had uh, I had Duchovny three, but maybe he deserves maybe maybe that's uh, that's existing bias that yeah, maybe yeah, should yeah, have been be propelled biased. higher. But I had uh, Duchovny three. I had Skinner two, and then I, I put the Musk Man on top. Nice because love him. But yeah, it is um, it's a good point. It just uh, it would be really easy to overdo that character. So 100%. fucking easy to overdo that character. Yeah. And it's funny having like, you know, I want to say met you know, not in person, but ha- having had a fairly lengthy conversation with the guy, boy, could he not be any more like no fucking, shit. you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, there is, a, there is a genuine dangerousness to this, to that character. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, he
1: is to, to quote the great, the great bard, <laughs> Zach de la Roca. He is calm like a bomb. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. That's what he is. He's calm like a bomb, and I love that.
0: Yep, yep,
1: Fucking guy rocks. Rocks my face off. What's coming up next? (sighs) A tough one, man.
0: Not a good app? No, it's it's not that it's not good. It's hard. It's a hard, hard watch. Oh. Like
1: it's sad or something.
0: Yep. Lose something. Mm -hmm. Lose something that I don't know. I can recover from. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're really breaking <sighs> heart, pal. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a tough couple of weeks. Knowing this is coming in two okay. weeks, we'll talk Tempest Fugit. Can you give me a spoiler? No, I mean a teaser. Excuse me, Spoiler's not the right word. Um, we lose somebody that means a lot to us, Dean. We Do lose. We? We oh, lose no. somebody. Very we lose, Marita. Very, very right, special. Don't say.
1: I think you're making this up.
0: I'm not. I'm not.
1: I think you're overselling this.
0: No, I, I couldn't. I couldn't sell this more.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: really? Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Fine. Are we out of here? The fuck out of here. The
1: fuck out of here. Josh. <sighs> in the spirit of the X Files podcast, tell these good motherfucking sexy people
0: goodbye. Did you
1: first blood? <laughs> been listening to The X-Files podcast by LSG Media. Visit us on the web at libertystreetgeek.net That's libertystreetgeek.net